Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Deputy Editor Digital for Billboard. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? I am swell. Great. Because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we're talking about new number ones on both the Billboard 200 Albums Chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs Chart. And get this, they are both by acts that have never had a number one on those respective charts. How fun is that? Um... So, Hosier debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with his new album, Wasteland Baby, while the Jonas Brothers bow at number one on the Hot 100 with their new single, Sucker. And wouldn't you know it, we've got an interview with Hosier himself. Look at that. It's like we planned it or something. <laughs> we caught up with him the day after we announced his debut at number one. So, of course, we got his reaction to the chart-topping debut, how he celebrated the achievement, and more. So, stay tuned for that in just a little bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you will not miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Let's talk charts. Let's start with the Jonas Brothers. Why don't we? You know, they're back. I I hear. (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, Siblings Kevin, Joe, and Nick. And they debut at number one on the Hot 100 with Sucker. And it's their first number one ever on the Hot 100. Crazy. The 34th artist ever to debut at number one on the Hot 100. Look at you. That's not even in the script and you had it. <laughs> I might have had to edit something about that oh, earlier okay. today. Cheat. Um, their previous high was number five back in 2008 with Burning Up. Sucker starts off with a big bang. It earned 43.7 million streams in the week ending March 7th. Of course, in the United States, according to Nielsen Music. It sold 88,000 downloads, and it also arrives at number 46 on the all-genre radio songs chart. So Sucker is the Jonas Brothers' 18th chart hit on the Hot 100, and it's their third top 10. Aside from Burning Up, they also notched a top 10 with Tonight in 2008, which peaked at number 8. Notably, the Jonas Brothers are only the second group to ever debut at number 1 on the Hot 100. I have a feeling Katie knows this answer because she just whipped out that 34 thing a second ago. (laughs) But Katie, do you have any guesses as to what was the group that was the first group to debut at number one? Hint, it happened in 1998. Man, um, I actually, we have a gallery on Billboard.com that is all 34 people who um, debuted at number one. Or all 34 songs that debuted at number one? Yes, and I, but meanwhile, I just was adding in the Jonas Brothers entry, so Mm. I did not actually look at this entire list, so. Well, 98 gives you a solid hint. I mean, my first thought is going a boy band direction. Nope. No boy band. Nope. Rock band? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. 1998. I mean, no. (laughs) I don't know. Try. Aerosmith? I don't, don't want to miss a thing. thing. Yes. <laughs> don't want to close my eyes. All right. Written by a friend of the podcast, Diane Warren. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, now that we've gotten the quiz Katie behind us, um, Kevin, Joe, and Nick all posted their reactions to debuting at number one on social media on Monday, um, all in hilariously different ways. So yeah. definitely go to Twitter and see them all. But uh, Kevin posted a video saying in part that he cannot believe it. 
Billboard Hot 100 debut. Number one, baby. Love it. Yes, Kevin. Name check that Hot 100. Sound like Kevin was right in the room. Yeah, didn't it? <laughs> you sound, you a remarkably great Kevin uh, impression. And then Nick wrote on Twitter, my heart is so full of gratitude. There was a time I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to make music with my brothers again, let alone have a number one song on the Hot 100. That's right. Hot 100. Name check that Hot 100 chart. And Joe, he shared a video. We, I, we should say he shared a video where he was wearing like a Jar Jar Banks mask. Or no, it wasn't Jar Jar Banks. What was it? He was wearing two masks. Yeah, but Spider-Man underneath. <laughs> Some what? weird, colorful <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. It might be Jar Jar Binks. Um, he shared a video saying, "OMG, OMG, we're number one. I can't believe it. This is crazy. You guys are amazing." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said something else too about wanting to like punch something, and then he and then punched he an inflatable a clown inflatable on the ground. Yeah. I think, he, yeah, <laughs> they were all quite excited. Yes, to um, say the least. So, if you want more, I mean, there's a whole lot more stuff about uh, the Joe Bros, the Joni. Uh, debut at number one, uh, Gary Trust, who manages the Hot 100, wrote a big story about all of the fabulous achievements uh, that are related to this. You know, all about, you know, sibling acts and brother acts with the word brother in their name at number one. He did all that stuff. So go read his story that he posted on a Monday. You can find that at billboard.com slash chart dash beat. Um, but uh, in other big new number one chart news, mm-hmm. singer, songwriter, Hosier, Debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with his sophomore full-length album, Wasteland, baby. The set launches atop the tally with 89,000 equivalent album units earned in its first week, of course, the week ending March 7th. It's his first number one, and it surpasses the number two debut and peak of his self-titled debut album, which, of course, had the enormous smash single, Take Me to Church on it, which also hit number two on the Hot 100. All those number twos. Oh, man. Um, Wasteland is also the first rock album to be number one in a little over three months since Mumford & Sons Delta opened at number one on the December 1, 2018 dated chart. Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you, help you, help you? <laughs> All right. So like the Jonas Brothers, Hosier was quite happy about his number one. And we caught up with him by phone to chat about the achievement. <laughs> we actually spoke to him the day after we me, officially announced his debut at number one on Sunday. So we talked to him on Monday. And um, also, when we talked to him, it was the day after his tour started. So he had a lot going on. Indeed. Uh, We chatted with him about his thoughts on debuting at number one, how he celebrated the achievement, and more. Plus, we also talked a bit about his fiery new video, fiery literally new video, for Dinner and Diatribes, what feedback he's been getting from fans about their favorite songs on the album, and the support he's gotten from his fellow countrymen, you too. So take a listen to our interview with Hosier Now. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Hosier, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing really well, uh, particularly this week. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, thank you for having me. Yeah, we need to start off by congratulating you on getting your very first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with Wasteland Baby. How does it feel to be number one? It feels good. Um, I don't know how to, how to sum it up. It's just, it, feels, it feels really good. I'm, 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 I was proud of the album. Uh, I was thrilled. I was just thrilled to get it out there, you know, and I was glad that people saw where it was coming from and, and are enjoying it. And for me, it's it's uh, it's really encouraging and really exciting. Yeah, and I've got, you know, 
yeah, loads of people to loads of people to thank. But I'm I'm thrilled. You know, I actually um, at Billboard, I'm uh, the senior director of charts, and I actually manage that specific chart that you are number one on. And um, every Sunday, I write a story for Billboard.com that announces the new top ten and the new number one. And so I was really stoked because I got to sort of officially announce to the public that you were number one. But I'm assuming you didn't find oh, out about being. You. I'm assuming you didn't find out about being number one by me. How did you actually find out about being number one? Did someone call you from management or from the label? How'd you find out? We um, we found out. We we kind of our last night in New York. We had spent a couple. Of, I'd spent like about 14 days in New York, kind of doing on the week before the album dropped and the week the week after, just kind of you know doing a lot of print media and doing a bit of promo and, and working with with the label of a fantastic team in Columbia and uh, they, they did an incredible job. Um, and we had a dinner booked after a rehearsal the night before our the Wasteland Baby tour was about to begin. And so we decided to to um, just have a, have a nice dinner, have a nice farewell, and a thank you. And, and we were kind of, you know, it was a funny week. I, I kind of um, was sort of resigned to, to you know, I, I didn't think that, the, I genuinely didn't think that this was, was, was going to happen. And so... Uh, we kind of, yeah, we had a we had a, a call come through and and um, from somebody who was saying, it, you know, it was wasn't going to be announced, obviously, but that the numbers were in and it was it was as good as it was, you know what I mean? It was it was as good as as, uh, as happening, and we got to celebrate that together, which I'm I'm very glad, very glad. Of. You, that was in New York. We had fun. You said something um, in that moment just now. You said that you didn't didn't think that you would maybe be number one, and actually, I I wrote. A story last week saying that oh it looked like Ariana Grande might be number one but Hosier isn't too far behind so mm-hmm. he could surprise so you know yeah. people it, it, yeah. it could have gone either way so it's pretty exciting and and uh, I think it's pretty cool that you get to be number one and you know uh, that there's nothing more to say to that aside from <laughs> yeah you're number one that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh thank you so much it was a, it was it was a wonderful wonderful surprise but um I'm thrilled yeah absolutely over the moon. And so you posted some festive photos on Instagram, so it looks like you got to celebrate the news a little bit, yes? We did. Uh, we did. And I think I think what it was, we were going to celebrate because I think we'd, we'd ha- heard or we had an idea that we were going to be number one in the traditional kind of album sales chart. Um, and so we wanted to, we wanted to mark that, that occasion anyway, and we wanted to say our thank yous and, and, um, because everybody had worked. Everybody had worked so hard over, over the last few weeks. So we had we had a dinner booked and and, uh, and then the, the billboard being being a billboard uh, you know being number one on the, on the billboard charts was was uh, was was a surprise to me and so that you know it was just it was yeah we, we had a nice we had a nice time. Well, forgive me, I'm going to fall into a, a chart rabbit hole just for a moment, but I swear this is going to go somewhere. So just bear with me. Um, in the history. In the history of the Billboard 200 albums chart, only three albums with the word "baby" in their titles have been number one. Uh, your album, mm. uh, Britney Spears's "Baby One More Time," and wow. your fellow Irish countryman U2 with "Actung Baby." Uh, yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. we're there's a there's a point to this, I swear. Um, you know. <laughs> well, we actually saw on Twitter that you too like reached out and congratulated you on the new album and, and encouraged their fans to go listen to it, um, which has to be a special thrill for yeah. you. I'm assuming you grew up with this music, and now it feels like you have them, you know, in yeah. your corner supporting you. What what must that be like? It's 
again, it's, uh, it's such a good, it's such a good feeling, and and you know, it's, it's surreal to me as well in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I have to say that the band, you, you two, and, and uh, it's just again, this is so weird saying stuff like this, but like you two and, and, and Bono have been incredibly encouraging and, and incredibly supportive uh, since my, since my first release, and and yeah, seeing seeing that tweet was incredibly was incredibly kind of them, incredibly, um, you know, they they just they they champion they champion a lot of. Uh, uh, Irish talent and, and uh, I have to say they've been incredibly supportive but yeah that's, it was it's an amazing feeling and there's there's there's, there's no higher praise in, in a lot of ways from they're they're such a hard hard working incredible group of musicians you know well obviously in addition to you two loving the album fans have really been loving it as well um what reaction have you been hearing from your fans about the album so far um I'm just I'm just really enjoying uh I don't know it's I I, I just you know, for, for me, it's it's it's. I wanted to I wanted to make music that felt that felt right for me, that felt that felt honest, that felt uh, it was coming from a personal place. You know, it, it, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was I was kind of writing it and producing it myself as as, as, as best I could. And um, the people people are just enjoying. I think it's an eclectic kind of group of songs. And I've kind of always said it that there there's kind of they're all little fourteen different viewpoints. Uh, all sitting in the same wasteland or kind of sitting around the same mm-hmm. the same awful bonfire and uh, I think I think I'm just enjoying people people finding their own their own favorites and and uh, which is which is something that's that's really just a really good feeling for me yeah have you have any particular songs really seem to resonate with fans is there some feedback you're getting that something maybe like a non-single that surprised you that fans are especially loving yeah yeah um I think there's been a lot of love for no plan on that record. Um, which uh, I think you know we might we might look at that as, as a single later on. I think we've we've to choose from. There's been a lot of love for um, for to noise making and a song called Talk as well too. But I mean my my favorite is is the title track. It's, it's, I mean I can't say my favorite. It's like saying favorite favorite child. Hmm. But um, there's uh, the the Wasteland Baby is is uh, you know I, I just I love I love seeing you know people you know showing love for that for that tune. I gotta say. You know, you, you recently released a video for the track Dinner and Diatribes, and oh boy, it, it is something else. It's cinematic. It's sinister. Um, you end up on fire at the end of it. No spoilers, but spoiler alert. Um, who who came up with the concept? Was that the director, or did you come up with the idea? How did that video kind of yeah. come to be? Yeah, so that's the director, um, Anthony Byrne, uh, is his name. He's another fellow Irishman. Uh, not, we're not related Um but uh, he uh, he's directing Peaky Blinders at the moment. The new the new he's just finishing up on on the new series of Peaky Blinders. Um, he's an incredible incredible director, and he he kind of he kind of had a starting point and had a had a had um, had a treatment and had some ideas for it. And we kind of got together and, and threw some ideas around. And, and uh, it's a pretty you know it's a pretty it's a pretty uncomfortable watch in a lot of ways. And I think I think that's that's what what's, what was uh, to me what was interesting interesting about it and. and Exciting about it! I, I just really wanted to be set on fire. To be honest, I, I couldn't <laughs> wait for, for that opportunity. Um, yeah. um, I, I want to. I, I realize that we're coming up on time, but I want to make sure I ask this because this is, I think, hilarious. Have you seen any of the comments on YouTube from fans on this video? Uh, for the dinner and diatribe uh-huh. video, um, I think I think I saw a couple of them, and then I I I, I was looking. I was actually I was glad it was such a busy week. I kind of I stopped I stopped doing the the awful thing of, of, of checking. But, oh, uh, I saw one or two. 
They're highly amusing. Um, I'll just read you two and just sort of gauge your reaction, and maybe you'll get a chuckle, I hope. Um, first one. Okay. Uh, Hosier went from tree father to horny mustache man in three seconds. And right. here's, a, here's a really good one. Bothered by that pesky male gaze? Mm-hmm. Set it on fire. So I thought those were two yeah, really yeah, fun yeah. comments. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of... Yeah, I think that's. I think they. I think they nailed it in one. (laughs) So we are talking to you now on um, Monday, the eleventh. We're going to put this show up tomorrow on Tuesday for everyone to hear. But your tour just kicked off last night. Um, How how did it go? Yeah, really. We had such an amazing audience uh, with such an incredible crowd, and there was so much love and so much goodwill. Um, And I think uh, I have to thank them as well too. And um, you know, that was that was a few hours. We we put when we, you know we, I hit the stage a couple of hours after the official announcement of it going number one, um, and the crowd were so so kind, and you know I, I kind of I just said my thank yous as well too um, to to the audience and, and let let them in and, and there was just so, there was just such goodwill and I I was quite I was actually I was quite I was quite softened by it I have to say, and I'm touring with Jade Bird uh, at the moment and she's an incredible talent and just has such an amazing voice and and again just very vital very vital honest uh, songwriting I gotta say and, uh, I'm really enjoying enjoying her uh, being being part of the tour as well too uh, the tour um, will continue on through most of the rest of the year basically I think you have some time off in maybe July but effectively it goes on through the end of November um, so you have your mm-hmm. year kind of planned out um, are are you the type of artist that is is riding on the road? Are you already at work on the next number one <laughs> album? <laughs> um, I I can I can do my best. I think I certainly didn't I didn't on the last time round, and um, I, I I struggled. I, I I managed to cultivate ideas. I managed to kind of gather a huge amount of ideas, which was uh, which was good for when the album ended, but very hard to get actual proper work done when. You, you know, you're just surrounded by people. You're you're living in the pockets of, of 15, 20 other people, that, you know. And um, for me, I, I write best in, in a kind of a solitary space. So, but I, I think I will try. And I certainly don't want to be, I don't I don't plan to be kind of away as long as, as, uh, as I was between the releases this time around. Well, Hosier, we really appreciate your time. And congratulations again on the number one. And good luck on the rest of this tour. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. It's great. You too. You too, guys. Honey, this club is stuck up. Dinner and die of tried. I knew well from my first look up. The look of this Thanks again to Hosier for taking the time to chat. Seriously. Like we, uh, like repeat we, podcast guest, Hosier. Uh, yeah, and I, it's st- still, I have yet to actually, I, maybe I've seen him on a red carpet somewhere, but when Hosier came in last, he Katie had him all to herself. Yes, I, wasn't I did. There. It was when we were sitting in a different office, even. It was oh, a that's totally, right. Yeah. You had um, a really nice chat with him, yes, though. Yes, it was, it was in he's 2016. A, it was three years ago now. He's a lovely, lovely guy. And tall. He's very tall, Keith. He's, he's like six, seven five. foot two. Yeah, approximately seven foot Eight two. Eight foot four. <laughs> nine, nine one. Yes. Nine yep. one. Mm-hmm, correct. Do you think there's anyone that is nine one? Like, what's the tallest basketball player? Yeah, I don't know what the tallest person ever. Basketball players, there's like seven. That's normal. Four, seven, two. No, it's not normal. Oh, okay. Not normal. A normal basketball player is in the mid to high sixes, but the seven footers are crazy because mm. you have to be able to actually move. 
that's a lot like, of you can't that's a lot of weight to move around. You like Shaquille O'Neal is super tall. Like yeah, but he's not seven. He doesn't break seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, well, now, now I'm like I'm at a computer, so I need to know. Well, Jose, are you going to play basketball? <laughs> I'm sure he's asked if he doesn't. All right, we're just going straight for Shaquille O'Neal height. Shaquille O'Neal also a musician, so we're keeping this I lied on to brand. You. He's seven something. He is, and well, I didn't know it. Well, how tall? He's seven one. Oh, but see? Yao Ming, the super famous Chinese basketball player, seven six. Ew. Yeah. Wow. It's like how do you even function? Well, you do somehow because they are. I can't believe Shaq is seven one. Anyway, maybe we'll edit this out. Uh, we'll, we'll, you'll find out. <laughs> and now, let's do the chart stat of the week. This week in 1971, before there were the Jonas Brothers, there were other sibling acts to hit number one on the Hot 100, including the Osmonds. Mm. The Brother Act, which was then comprised of Alan, Wayne, Merrill, Jay, and Donnie Osmond, topped the Hot 100 for five weeks in 1971 with one bad apple. The track led the tally from February 13th through the March 13th, 1971 dated chart. So uh, this week in 1971, that's the whole point of this chart stat of the week. Katie's shaking her head for some reason. I don't know one bad apple. One bad apple, don't spoil the bunch, girl, something like that. <laughs> girl. No, I'm pretty sure it says girl in there. <laughs> just like that. sound like you just threw that in. I'm, girl. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there's girl in there. Well, anyway, uh, One Bad Apple was the Osmonds' first chart entry of 13 and the first of four top 10 hits on the list for the act. Now, while the Osmonds never got another number one, Donnie topped the list on his own in 1971 with the solo single Go Away Little Girl. He also flirted with the top again in 1989 with Soldier of Love, which peaked at number two. Speaking of runner-up slots, Donnie also recently finished as the runner-up on the hit reality competition show the masked singer as the peacock and of course was great because he's a hit making he, singer he's a, he's a showman <laughs> uh there's a fun twist here um katie and i when the masked singer was on and you know when it was revealed that donnie was the peacock um i said you know what's interesting is that uh the same thing sort of happened in terms of he was kind of wooing audiences in a mysterious way mm-hmm. he did this once before with soldier of love when he had recorded Soldier of Love, I think, in the UK. Uh, it was sent as, I think, just a like a cassette single or a vinyl 7-inch single to the program director at the time of Z100, I believe, in New York, or a big radio station in New York. They loved the track, but they were like, uh, if we say this is Donny Osmond on the radio, they're not going to want to hear the song because, you know, it's an Osmond. You know, mm. and there was a lot of kind of like weird vibes from the Osmonds because they're like the squeaky clean, you know, group mm-hmm. from the 70s and, you know... Sounds kind of like the Jonas Brothers when they started, too. And, it, you know, it's interesting. And so Donnie was able to, they they started playing the song on the radio, Soldier of Love, on this New York radio station, and they called it a mystery artist. It became a huge hit. And then they revealed, it's Donnie Osmond. And by that point, the song was already a big hit. It went regional and national, and then it hit number two on the Hot 100. Why do, people, why do we keep making this man hide? I don't know why. He's very he's, handsome. He's, 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 he's Donnie freaking Osmond. He's an incredibly talented individual. And then, so I, I thought it was interesting that now he sort of had a sort of small moment of, you know, public awareness again in, in a really, really big way, thanks to another 
I've hidden myself in a mysterious way on The Masked Singer. Yeah, it's really interesting. Just, y'all just listen to Donny Osmond. Yeah, just listen to Donny. (laughs) Anyway, so there you have it. Sorry, I digressed. (laughs) This week in 1971, another brother act, The Osmonds. We're at number one on the Hot 100 with One Bad Apple. One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Oh, give it one more try before you give up on love. One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Oh, I don't care what they say. I don't care what you heard. Okay. As you can hear, hmm. that's the end of our notes. <laughs> uh, we have reached the end of our shoe. It's a great show with the the Joni and the Hosier. And the Osmonds. And the Osmonds. <laughs> That's just we're, we're chock full of talent this week. Any parting words, Katie? Oh, man. Um, well, feels like we should go out with some U2. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, I, I, sure. Um, because, yes. Okay. We should do something from Acting Baby. Ooh, well, The Fly, Mysterious Ways, um, Who's Gonna Run Your Horses. My favorite horses. song is one, but I feel like this is such a downer of a song to go out on. Even so better I than like The Real Mysterious Thing? Mysterious Ways would be. Mysterious Ways. Oh, yeah. Ways. No, I like Even Better Than The Real Thing, too. Then we can agree on that one. It's all good. Even better than The Real Thing. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.